Welcome to the Revolution Roundtable, a discussion of life, faith, and scripture. We are people just like you, living real, often messy lives, and we're committed to helping each other live a little bit more like Jesus every day. Let's join the Roundtable now. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Revolution Roundtable. So glad to have you with us today. If you're watching online or listening, thanks for tuning in. My name is Nate. Uh, as always, I'm your host. And today I'm joined by a couple of my good friends, uh, Anthony Cazello, lead pastor here at Revolution Community Church, and my good buddy, Nick Ryan, longtime worship leader here at Revolution, part of our creative and vision teams, and uh, just a really great dude. Two very good-looking bald men. That's true. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so thanks for being here, guys. Uh, how you guys doing today, man? It's, uh, it's November the 30th. It's the last day of November. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Um, I think there's 15 days of school left after today for Logan Sports Schools. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how many shopping days that means there are. 23? I don't, do you count Christmas Something Eve like, as a uh, shopping you day? You can't. No. Well, no. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. people no. do. <laughs> If, if, if you're counting Christmas Eve as a shopping day, you're in a bad situation. You're in a bad situation, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, well, that's funny. So uh, so it, it's, it's, it's finally gotten cold, too. Uh, like, it's gotten cold and stayed cold. Uh, I have to ask, because we talked about this last time, what is the current state of your yard and leaves right now? Like, if, if someone just well, drove out to your house right now. Go ahead. Go my ahead. yard is covered. I have 48, I think, trees oh, on my property. So my <laughs> yeah. yard is covered, and I've mulched once, and I will wait until the very last leaf falls off the tree <laughs> before I do it one more time and put the mower away nice. for the year. Yeah, and, and so we have 38 trees because I have 10 less. But uh, I, I used to try to rake and burn, and, and yeah. now we just mulch everything. Yeah. So I just... You know, four or five mulches and it's a piece of cake four now. Yeah, four or five times you got to mulch them up. Ambitious. Because, yeah, well, yeah. because it's just too much if you do it in one sure. se- setting. So, yeah. Sure. Nice. Yeah, my, my front yard looks okay because I've mulched a couple of times. My backyard I have not touched, so it's like six inches deep of leaves. It's great. Well, the next three days are supposed to be really nice, so we get like one last chance to get yeah, out and do things. And That's and do it. it. Yeah. Well, um, hey, we just this week finished a series at Revolution called God Is. And each week we looked at a different aspect of the character of God, uh, attributes of his character. And um, Anthony, you actually closed us out by talking about this idea that God is Abba, uh, God is Father. That was absolutely incredible message. Uh, If you missed it, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Go back and watch it. You you owe it to yourself to watch this um, this service because it was absolutely fantastic. And, um, one of the, uh, well, walk us through, walk us through your core. You, you said a statement, you're like, if you're kind of, you didn't say it this way, but if you remember nothing else from this, remember this, can you, oh. can you tell us that again? Yeah. So, um, God is not a reflection of our earthly father. He's the perfection of our earthly father. Cause we talked about every father figure on earth is broken. Fatherhood is broken. Right. And so like, if you try to compare God or even even contrast, like it's it's not about that. It's he is perfect. And so all the brokenness we see is not found at all in who God is as our father. So Yeah. And then you kind of walk through, I think, six examples of kind of earthly fathers, mm-hmm. broken father models that we see uh, mm-hmm. and how God is not those um, except for one in which he's the the 
the best case of the approving yeah the yeah, last the one like he he's perfect at like knowing when to give approval or knowing when to share disappointment or yeah. knowing when to get involved or knowing when to step back and let us figure it out on our own which is really hard like yeah. that part when like to understand what God's doing sometimes like um it it doesn't feel right often in those sure. moments but you know as as he sees the bigger picture for our lives and for our world um there's got to be a trust in that, you know, yeah. like, I mean, in this season that I'm in and in this season revolutions in, I think that really relates. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you say this, the season of revolutions in, of course, we're uh, entering into the Christmas season, but also uh, entering into a season of transition. Uh, I'm sure if you're listening involved with revolution at all, you've, you've heard this news, but our lead pastor, Anthony is actually leaving at the end of this year, uh, moving to Grand Rapids to take on a, a new opportunity as far as planning a, a campus of a church. We're really excited um, about his family and this opportunity and, and, and a new season at Revolution. Um, but Nick, you this Sunday, you actually at the end of the service kind of uh, spoke just, I think, kind of off the cuff, but honestly, a little bit about just kind of some of those, um, the emotions of that, of, of, a, of a good friend. You've, you and Anthony have known each other for a long time. Um, leaving and, and what that really looks like. And I wonder if we could talk about that just a little bit more. Sorry to put you on the spot. Um, but yeah, just, none, none of this is rehearsed. No, like, this yeah. is all no off the cuff. No script, so. no nothing. And if you know me, that's the only way I do things is <laughs> off the true. cuff. So this is perfect. That is not how I usually do things. So I'm a yeah. little nervous over here. But uh, but but I know that uh, there's got to be we've, – we've had a few weeks, most of us, to process this information uh, since we made the announcement. Um, but I know that there's still probably some people who have worked through a, a measure of what they're feeling, but maybe not the true depth of it. And so I, I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit just to help some other people in their, in their working through that. So Nick, first of all, what, um, again, you've had some time to think through this. What, what is like the base emotion right now you feel in regards to your friend, Anthony is leaving. Um, I think for the the first couple of weeks, I think it was about uh, two, three weeks ago, things have kind of run together over the last couple of weeks because of everything that's gone on. But um, we got together and, and you told me uh, that you were leaving. And of course, I think for the for the next two, three weeks, the you go through the stages of grief because whether he knows it or not, over the last seven years, you've become what I would consider my best friend closest friend person that I spend the most time with and call when I need you know advice or to talk and and so that's uh that emotion initially I think the, the first stage of grief um pretty much is denial <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if that is the first step but for me it was it was just you know what why how, how you know how is this a good thing um w you know why is God doing this which when I sat and listened yesterday and you just made the statement um, that, that sometimes uh, we don't know what what God is doing, I, I kind of thought back to my life and there's a lot of times where um, I can remember my, my father, you know, punishing or, or doing certain things um, in situations where I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why I was in trouble for that or why he handled a situation 
um, the way he did. I, I can think of a couple in particular, one where he did not punish me for something that I did that I thought was a huge mistake. Um, but years later, I, I realized that he showed grace because I actually followed his, his one of his number one rules. Um, and this is kind of one of those situations. You know, I, I looked at it and I'm like, I just, I just don't understand, you know, what God is doing <clears throat> in this. Um, and I think after a few weeks of processing, I, I'm kind of starting to come out of that stage yeah. and, and more into a stage of, um, we talked earlier, even though I don't understand it. Um, and, and even though I might not ag- agree with it and by not agree with it, I mean, I said yesterday, which is the truth that, you know, you're my friend, I love you. And I, I you know, I want what's best for you. Doesn't mean that I have to like it, right? Um, so even if I don't like it, I still have to trust that God has a plan because to this point in in my life, he's always had a plan every step of the way, no matter what happened. Yeah. So I, I have to trust that. And that's where I'm at right now is just trusting God that even if I don't see it or understand it, he He has a plan. Yeah. Nice. I, I, can I say something yeah, too? Just to absolutely. like... Um, I sent you a text Sunday afternoon. Um, your words in many different settings have meant a lot to me. Um, but your words on Sunday meant so much to me, meant so much to our family. And we've talked about it. And I just want to say, you know, for those watching from the church or whatever, thank you for your words and for just, um, for all the ways that you've spoken into my life. And, um, you know, you sharing that I've been able to, speak into your life in some ways, but it's, it's a mutual thing, man. It really is. And, um, so thanks for those words on Sunday. It's a Kodak moment, friends. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, I'm glad you said that because I think one of the, one of the truths, um, the reason we do this, the round table, the reason we have these conversations, um, that are candid, that are unscripted is because there is a lot of, of, um, there's a lot of growing one another in these moments, in these relationships that we have. And so, uh, uh, you know, being able to, to speak to that, I think just proves, you know, uh, is, I think especially as men, it's easy for us to, to, to put on the, you know, the tough run or whatever. We don't, we don't need no help from nobody or whatever, but uh, the truth is we, we, we say it all the time, we're better together. And I mean, that's just proof of it right there. So, um, so yeah, think, thanks for speaking candidly to that. What, um, if, if someone right now is still working through, like, I think a question I've heard often is, is why, like, why is this happening? Um, we know why Anthony is, is leaving. We know why this opportunity is happening. Um, and, and, and some of that, but for, for the average person who's, you know, sitting in the seats at revolution or the average person watching or listening today, why is this happening in their life? What would what would be an answer to that question that you would give them? Um, well, on the surface, I think I have one. I'm a, I'm a person who likes quotes and sayings, and one of the sayings that I like is um, the only thing that we can count on remaining the the same is things change. Yeah, I mean that is life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're not immune from that because we're a part of the church. Actually, we're promised that things will get tough. We're promised that we're going to have have troubles and, and struggles in life. And so um, where God's plan is perfect in Anthony's life, in our lives, and he knows ultimately what's going to happen, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for us. Yeah. 
So I think the biggest answer to, to the question why is why not? I mean, hmm. why wouldn't we expect things to change? Yeah. If I look at it from an outside perspective, I would not expect Anthony to plant a church in his you know, late 20s and stay there for 60 years until he died. I mean, right. that's, it's a rarity. It, it, it doesn't happen that often. Sure. So, um, so for Anthony to announce that, that God has called him to another season of life shouldn't be a huge shock because it happens. Sure. It's life. Um, speaking to, I think, where where we need to be, and this this is important, is if I did not have other relationships in this church, if my identity at Revolution Community Church was only my friendship with Anthony Cazello, then I'd be gone. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have anything to, right. to hold on to. Or be keeping you here. Right, exactly. Um, but the important thing for me is I have other relationships with you, with a lot of people here, with, with, you know, the other Scott family and, and, um, you know, some of the elders, Greg and Becky Camolio, Bill and Cindy Heinzman, lots of friends, lots of people that I would consider, um, friends, not just acquaintances here. And so there is a lot at revolution, um, for me to still be, uh, involved in and connected to. Yeah. Can I just give a challenge in that too? Like if there's somebody here that's maybe like, or someone watching, I don't know if I have what Nick's talking about, like that deeper connection with some other people. Um, It's never too late. Like this is the opportunity. You know, this is the season where we need, I mean, you've used the words huddle up, like connection, that second C word at revolution is probably more important in this season than ever. Like to, to, you know, put yourself out there, stay in the lobby for a little while, get to know somebody, you know, yeah. invite somebody over, do, yeah. just take a step in that. Cause I mean, it, when you think about connection, it's, it is hard like to like put ourselves out and, and not know if we'll connect with this person or not. Maybe the, the coffee time just does, it's awkward or whatever. I get that. But if you think about it in another way, it's, it's really an easy step to take. It's just yeah. like, Hey, you want to grab coffee? Right. Hey, you want to come over for dinner? Hey, can we, can we talk on the phone sometime this week? You know, what you said on stage or what, what, like, I just noticed you like with your kid and having a conversation and I, you know, I've, I've, I've got my kid. I'd love to talk with you about what you said to them and just all kinds of ways to, it's, it's, it's yep. awkward, but it's easy to take that step and to, to go for it. And, and that is better together. That idea of we're better together. It, it is that easy. Just, just, just talk to someone, man, just ask, ask a question. Um, you know, I love that that you mentioned, you know, even on Sundays we have our, our lobby, our lobby is the biggest space in our, in our building. (laughs) It's bigger than our auditorium because we want people to connect. We want people to hang out and get to know one another, to be better together. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. The relationships we form, um, the relationships you form over faith will be the strongest relationships I believe you ever have in your entire life Mm. because the, the bonding agent of Christ is such a strong bond uh, that overcomes any other difference that you could have. Um, and th- this isn't a time for a history lesson, but I think it's important to remember that when we look back on, on the, the glory days of the Christian church, when, the, when it was called the way and it really sprung up, yeah. um, the leaders, the apostles, you know, Paul, Silas, Timothy, you know, the other, the rest of the apostles, they, they didn't go plant a church and then stay there. Yeah. They planted a church and they 
got it kind of spinning and then they left and left the people there because it was supposed to be a community of people that were doing life together that's where the relationships existed there was not a senior pastor that's so good so to say so they didn't have their identity in that church and paul because paul wasn't there most of the time they got a letter yeah (laughs) if they were lucky they got a letter (laughs) yeah or if they were bad they got a letter yeah that's true that's that's another part of it (laughs) no that's great stuff um, I wonder if, if, if you guys would be open to speaking to that idea um, and maybe from your own experience um, that, that as we go through seasons like this, that there's one more attribute of God's character that we can count on. And we didn't do a week on this in our God is series, but I think it's a recurring theme. Um, and that is the idea that God is faithful, that God keeps his promises is, is how I like to simplify it sometimes. And there's more to it than that. But um, I wanted to share a couple of scriptures and then, and, and then you guys can, can speak to this. But um, in Isaiah chapter uh, 25, it says, uh, Oh Lord, I will honor and praise your name for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago and now you have accomplished them. And in the message version of that, that second half, I love it. It says, you've done your share of miracle wonders, well thought out plans, solid and sure. I think is a really cool way of, of, uh, of saying that. And then in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 23, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God can be trusted to keep his promise or his promise says, because I think there are multiple promises that, that hold true. Um, can you guys speak to that at all? That's, that's a really broad question. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want me to go first or you? I got, I got another verse. Okay. Um, Psalm 33, 4, it says, For the, Lord, the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. I mean, just really simple truth. I don't know what the message says. That's the ESV, I believe. Uh, all his work, all meaning 100%. Yeah. You know, there's nothing exempt or out, outside of that word. All of his work is done in faithfulness. Um, I, I think there's probably, as I look back, and you, you mentioned about, like, life and, and change is that one constant or whatever. Um, there's probably things that I could look back on and say, I don't know why yet. I don't, there's not been a resolution of that event or that broken thing or, but most of the things, even at age, I'll be 40 years old Monday, which is coming up. Yeah. Most of the things I think I look back on though, I'm like, yeah, I see what God was doing a little bit there. Or man, that, that did something in me that without that event or without that grief or loss or, um, that happening that felt horrible in the, in the moment without that, I'm not who I am right now. And, um, I mean, even things going on in our family right now and some things going on in my kids' lives, you know, as they're processing through emotion and some difficulties over the last year and a half, um, they're even starting to see, Oh, God's, God's allowing this to bring me closer to him because that's what life's really all about. It's not necessarily about everything totally makes sense to make life better, but everything totally makes sense to bring me closer to my Father God, my Abba God. So that's how I see faithfulness playing itself out. Yeah. Like everything makes sense if we can, if we can think of it in, in the realm of, oh, that's bringing me closer to my Father God. 
that's that's how I process it. But yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, one of my favorite books of the Bible is James, and James starts by saying, "Consider it pure joy when you go through trials of various times, knowing that the testing of your faith." produces endurance and endurance must run its full course so you can be complete you can be whole that that god yeah. is refining us through this process and making us more and more like jesus each day. it's crazy you bring up that verse because i think you've quoted a lot of verses on this stage that's probably one you've quoted the most um I don't, I just, it just related to the stories you've probably shared or maybe the season of, that you're in, the last two weeks you've been in. You know, I mean, it's been that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important for us to remember, it's hard for us to understand a lot of times why God is the way he is. But if we dig down and we, we kind of examine ourselves and our own emotions, we're created in his image. So a lot of the things I've talked before about how we use, we throw out the word love, you know, like we love football, we love pizza, you know, things. Well, because we have taken an emotion of God and we've kind of perverted it and changed the direction or that cheapened it, even cheapened yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we get angry because God is a God of righteous anger. We get angry a lot of times for the wrong reasons, but sometimes we have righteous anger depending on how we hand, handle it. One of the things that we are as human beings is we're, um, we're meant to be planners, not procrastinators. Um, and, a lot of times, uh, some people get really good at that, at putting goals on, on paper and, and making them um, plans and, and being faithful and yeah. steadfast to complete them. And other people aren't, but God always is. And that's the thing, is if we realize that everything that he put in that guidebook, that handbook that we call the Bible, he's going to do. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that is yeah. from, from start to finish, and we haven't seen it all, um, but he's going to do it in the ultimate plan, for the world and he's going to do it individually in our lives. And I think it's, it's, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that because we aren't that way. A lot of times when I look at this situation, um, it, it doesn't make complete sense to me because I'm not you. Um, and God has a plan for you just like he has a plan for us. And, you know, it's hard for me to understand why that means going in different directions, but that doesn't change the fact that God scripted everything out in Anthony Cazello's life before he knit him in the womb. Yeah. You know, that's, that's in scripture and yeah, same with us. I mean, so while this is confusing now in this moment, it's not confusing to God because he knew this was going to happen, you know, a billion years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a good thought. I, the idea that, that God continues to have a plan for his life, that he's writing the story on our lives. Um, and that's not just true about me, Pastor right. Anthony. That's, right. that's true of everyone in yeah. every career, <clears throat> in every area of your life. There is big, great plans God has. And yeah. sometimes yeah. there's a lot of junk to go through yep. to get to the other side or whatever. Like you um, said, some of the, the worst, most horrific, horrible, terrible things that we can look back on in our lives produced a lot of the best things that we, we have now or will produce. Yeah. So, you know, I can think of specific situations in my life um, where we, you know, had a, a son who 
um, we got at birth as a, as foster parents that we were told we were going to adopt because there was no family. And six days before the, the termination of parental rights hearing, an aunt and uncle came out of nowhere that we didn't even know about. And that was yeah. devastating at the time. And I, I will be honest, I, I was mad at God um, for quite a while. And now I look back on that as painful as it was at the time, we would not have the family that we have now. Yeah. We wouldn't have Shaylee because we had wanted, you know, a boy. So we took a sibling group and ended up with two beautiful kids instead of one. Mm-hmm. We probably wouldn't have taken the, went through the steps and the, the trials to have our, our youngest daughter. So we probably would have stopped with a girl and a boy. And yeah. now we have four kids. So, I mean, it, and the little boy that we lost turned out the aunt and uncle great people and we still have a relationship with them you know 10 years later so that's incredible man yeah yeah i know there's definitely uh seasons of my life that i can look back on and at the time i mean it sucked (laughs) there's no other way to say it like they were just terrible times in the midst of you like god what could possibly be coming out of this um and yet i can look back now and clearly identify aspects of my character he was working on um other people's situation like many different moving intricate like ridiculously intricate pieces that he was scripting to put together in a certain way at the right time um to bring about a different circumstance or yeah let me speak one about this movement too i've said this before but it just came into my mind like you know we we had there was vision that had been cast for us to move into our own, like more permanent, bigger space for a long time. And you were around for some of that. And you came around at the tail end when God had kind of worked and um, like land after land, building after building fell through to the point of, we were almost going to buy this Sears building over here. And the week of it all fell apart Mm -hmm. and it it, it sent me spiraling because I'm, you know, I'm an emotional guy and I don't see the picture that God's, you know, painting. And, um, a year later, we buy this building. 15% of the list price is what we get this building for. If, if you put an offer on a house, like let's say the house is 200000 you put an offer in for 180 You're trying to get a good deal. They come back. You agree on 190 yeah, What's yeah. that? 95% of the asking yeah. price? You're like, that's a good, I got a good deal. Yeah. 15% of the asking yeah, like price that for this building. It's like you house and said, we want to we buy your $200,000 house for $30,000. And they just take it. Yeah, and they <laughs> accept it. It's, it's, so it's just, and it took time. Like we had to wait that out. It was a little bit like, I was like, God, are you going to come through here? And he, it was so that's how faithful God's been in this thing called revolution. Yeah. And I know, I know he's going to be faithful in the future. I mean, we, that's who God is. It's yeah. not, it's not just something we think about with, it is who he is. It's his very nature. So, yeah. I'm going to pull it up again, just because I think you've done your share of miracle wonders, well thought out plans, solid and sure. So we can, we can take comfort in the fact that God has a plan that's well thought out. It's solid. Yeah. And all we have to be willing, I think you even spoke to this, is are we going to be willing to say, all right, God, here I am. Let's go. You know? It reminds me, this is, you might want to cut this part, but it reminds me of the movie, <laughs> it reminds me of the movie Rudy where he's sitting in the, in the Rudy, temple with the Rudy. priest and he's asking him, you know, why is this happening? And the priest says, son, I've been in, in, uh, 
the ministry for 30 years or something like that. He says, there's two things I've learned. There is a God and I'm not him. <laughs> so yeah. There's a reason why we don't understand yeah. his plans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We it, even, we spoke to that a little bit in that, um, our, our friend Matt, when he talked about God is mysterious, he, he said, yeah. you know, we will never fully understand God and that's okay. And actually it's, it's better than okay. It's good that we'll never understand God. So awesome. Well, Hey, any, any other thoughts on that? Or? You know, you, I, I think maybe this is a God thing right now. You brought up Matt, his mom's going in for surgery tomorrow. Maybe yeah. we close this round table out with a prayer for, for Sherry. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Our, our buddy, Matt Pryfogel, his mom, Sherry going in for surgery tomorrow. Um, yeah, major surgery. We won't go into details, but uh, definitely lift up the Pryfogel family. Um, yeah, let's pray now. Anthony, you want to pray, buddy? Yeah. God, I'm just so thankful for my friends on this stage um, in this podcast right now and the relationship I have with them and the gift that they are to me, the gift that revolution is to me and to this community and beyond. Um, I thank you for your faithfulness all, all these years and just we're going to be able to celebrate that in the weeks to come here on Sundays. So thank you for the opportunity to do that. And um, thank you for your continued faithfulness in advance, God. We just confess it and believe it. And so we are we are asking that you would be faithful in this situation with, with Sherry Pryfogel as she goes in for surgery. We, we're, we're believing for a miracle. We're believing for total healing and restoration. Um, we, we've, our, we've seen it recently in some lives here at Revolution. We've seen it in this guy's mom right here, um, and Jeanette. And so we just, we're believing for it again, for a healing that you would work through this surgery and um, just give peace and strength for Matt and his brother and the family. And we just, we thank you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks so much. I think um, if, uh, if I could challenge you, the watcher, the listener with one thing, man, connect with somebody, uh, you know, go, go to a neighbor even, um, you know, if you don't know anyone else, just go to your neighbor and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm Nate. <laughs> I thought maybe we could, uh, chat or get to know each other a little bit. Um, or if you're here on a Sunday at revolution, man, we, we try to make it easy by, by giving you a space to do that. But, uh, but connect with someone. If you don't know who to connect with us, connect with us. We'll, we'll talk to you. So, um, connect with someone and, um, I encourage you, December 12th uh, is going to be an incredible celebration. We're going to look at the last 11 years of what God has done at Revolution and what's to come. We're going to celebrate uh, the Cazello family. Uh, so I encourage you to be here December 12th. And be here December 5th this Sunday because yeah. Katie Scott speaking about celebrating Advent and yeah. looking forward, kick, anticipation Christmas of Christmas. Super yeah. excited for that as we kick off uh, Christmas. So this Sunday, December 5th. And the following Sunday, great Sundays. If, if you've maybe watched online or you've listened to this podcast but never visited on a Sunday, these would be great Sundays to visit for a first time. So uh, come get connected, and uh, we'd love to see you. So, guys, thanks again. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time here see on you, The Roundtable. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Revolution Roundtable. If you enjoyed this conversation, we'd love it if you consider sharing this podcast with a friend or leave a review where you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to connect with you. 
visit us at revolutioncc.org slash roundtable and let us know what you thought of the episode. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.